Welcome to Arcade Attack. Player one, please press start. Gentlemen, start your engines. Player two has now entered the game. Player three, choose your weapon. Hello and welcome to another Arcade Attack podcast. My name's Keith and this week Dylan and Adrian will be joining me to review three very different retro games. Um, although it's probably fair to say that two of them share a sort of fantasy, medieval kind of vibe. Um, first up, I'm going to be taking a look at uh, the Mega Drive's answer to Zelda, Landstalker. Adrian's going to be taking a look at the cult Amiga classic Moonstone and Dylan is going to be taking a look at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Okay, now it's probably clear to most of our listeners that I am, or was, still am, a bit of a Sega fanboy. Yeah, no, but, really? but, but you know, growing up, I had a Master System, I had a Mega Drive, I had a Saturn, yes, I was, I was Mega CD? Saturn. Ever had a Mega uh, CD? I never, oh, I never had a Mega CD, but then uh, we, we, were, we weren't made of money. Uh, one day, one day, uh, that's the dream. Mega CD, and then the Mega Drive, and then the 32X, Ooh, that, like the, t- oh, yeah. the Tower of Power. The Tower of Power. It's like <laughs> those massive towers in KFC, isn't it? Or those Zinger Towers. Zinger Tower, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the reason I mention that is when I was a kid, you know, I loved my Mega Drive. I was happy with my Mega Drive. And I, but sometimes I couldn't help but look on enviously at mm. my SNES-owning compatriots, yeah. you know? And one of the games I always looked on enviously at was Legend of Zelda. Never heard of it. No, yeah. <laughs> Zelda? What? A Link to the Past in particular. Yeah. Mm. Classic. I just thought, oh wow, that looks so good. It looks so colourful. It looks, and obviously it had a reputation. Um, I hadn't played it. The only Zelda game I played at that point was the Game Boy. What was the Game Boy game called? Oh, um, blimey. Zelda. What was the. Oh, 
Oh. Did, they, did they call it Link's Awakening? No. Yeah, no. Oh. No? Is it Game not? Boy one. Is it not Link's Awakening? <laughs> I forgot I've got it somewhere. Oh, this, is, this is bad. Oh no. Oh god. Three P's, people. We've lost, we've lost a million listeners now. P- p- for not knowing what the Zelda Game Boy was called. It was called The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I just got I'm it. I'm sure we just said yeah, that. Yeah, I just said that. Phew. Thank God. Oh, there you go. Confirmation. Our anyway. reputation, our reputation remains intact. Uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> so that was the only one I played. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I haven't re- really played any RPGs on the Mega Drive. Um, there was some, you know, there was mm. the Shining Force games, there was um, Fantasy Star. Mm. But I don't know, they never really appealed yeah, and they I never, never, really never got into them. Yeah. But, um, you know, I always loved the look of the Zelda games. Yeah. They, 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 you know, they really cut for the world, the whole world and everything. But I, and not only Hyrule. the snares, yeah, Hyrule. Hyrule, and not only the snares. I never had the opportunity to, to play until one day, um, probably in the pages of Mean Machine Sega, um, I heard about this game coming out for the Mega Drive called Landstalker. Oh, nice title. Yeah, it's good. It's a good title. Landstalker. Um, it looked what, one awesome. word or two. One word. One. Landstalker. Landstalker. Just like that. Um, and it, it came out in Japan in October of 1992, and we got it in North America and Europe at uh, some point the next year. So we're talking about 1993 mm-hmm. here. Um, so not not early in the Mega Drive's life, um, sort of in the middle of that, right in the middle of that 16-bit era. Um, and it was developed by Climax Entertainment, who were known at the time for the Shining Force series of games. So they had they uh, knew what they were doing. They had RPG, RPG pedigree. Yeah. 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 Um, and based, so basically. It's a it's an isometric action RPG. If you want to give it yes. its full title, it's um, it's ha- heavy on the action. Um, mm. And you should yes, you should probably include the word platformer in there. Yeah, there's a lot of platformer like, yeah. in there. Where, isometric which, platformer RPG. Yeah, because of the viewpoint of, of Zelda, there isn't platforming as such. No, I think the platform um, element sort of comes into later Zeldas, but even then, there's yeah. no jump button. No Zelda no. game has ever had a jump button. Um, so that so it's yeah it's kind of a mishmash of things but mm. I guess it got at the time uh, to my young eyes and I guess to a lot of reviewers as well there was an easy comparison to be made. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, the main character has a look of Link. He's got the elf ears. Yes. He's got the blonde hair. <laughs> you, you know there was some influence there. You he's could very, tell. Um, not as cool as Link, I think. <clears throat> no, we'll come no, to that. We'll we come, to, come the to the name. That. That. Fantastic. I'm swear, I swear, if harking back it. to the Master of Darkness review, I'm just picking games where the main characters have amazing names. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, isometric action RPG, obviously compared to Zelda, um, in certain aspects of it are similar. Like, you know, the... the uh, the life bar is made up of the little hearts. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder where they got that idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say they took some uh, inspiration. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's like plagiarism, but it's pretty close. Um, so yes, the main the main character is yeah. the mighty Nigel. <laughs> I don't think treasure hunter is, extraordinaire. I don't think there's any other game that has a Nigel as the main protagonist. Nigel Mansell. Nigel Mansell. Nigel Mansell's F1 challenge. He's not protagonist. He's the, he's, he's, the, the, he's a license, not. A, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not Nigel. I mean, that, it's Nigel. fantastic. It's a Japanese developed game. Yeah. Although, actually, to be fair, Nigel. no, in in Japan and France, he's known as his name is Ryle. R-Y-L-E Ryle That sounds Um, cool Yeah And in Germany He was Niels Niels That sounds cool Um, So yeah That's not bad is it But yeah Yeah. Nigel Um, (laughs) And uh, he's uh, A treasure hunter And he Well apparently Apparently According to the story 
He's 88 years old. He sounds like an old man. He looks, well, at least. he looks, I mean, he does not look 88 years old and he's pretty no. sprightly, it has to be said. Um, probably lives to be about 500 or something. Uh, probably, probably. Um, it's not clear whether he is supposed to be like an elf or anything. How much of that he's living for 500 years? 500 years, being called Nigel as well. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. Or being compared to Zelda as well. You'd have to go through a deep link even. Yeah. You'd have to go through a deep Um But basically, yeah, the subtitle to the game is Landstalker, the treasure of King Noel. Yes, not, King Noel. No, no, Who is King Noel? Well, he's, he's some ancient king. And this, this is the thing about with Zelda, there's a big story. You know, there's a huge story. Oh, the, the background story yeah. of Hyrule. Can big go story. Pages and pages. Um, and this is, this, the, the story for Landstalker is not that deep. No. Nigel's not. a treasure hunter. He wants to find treasure. He's to hunt for that treasure. He wants to find... That's about it. Of the, treasure of, hunter. He's going to hunt the treasure. Um, there's a bit of a backstory. Um, the opening is it's quite a weird opening. Um, you kind of you you watch some gameplay. So rather than some games that have a cutscene, yeah, actually, I want um, to chip. Well, I try to skip this. Chipping. I want to get straight. I couldn't get uh, past the intro. Nope, you can't. Well, funny. Yeah, I mean, you, you're watching the intro. And basically, the intro. Um, you watch Nigel traversing a dungeon, um, and he acquires. We won't use the word steal. Yeah, the, that, the yeah, statue of Jupiter. Yeah. It's called, mm-hmm. um, and he sells it in a nearby port town. Um, and it's at that point that you see him get accosted by Friday, who's this, uh, what? Tinkerbell. Yeah, she's a wood nymph, <laughs> to be official. But she's like a little fair, a little pixie. And she's like, oh, help me. She's being followed by these three thieves, um, Kayla, Wally and Ink. Um, and they're after her because she says she knows the location of the treasure of King Nog. Right. Um, and Nigel's mm, he's a bit sceptical at first. Um, deal or no deal, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, deal or no deal. Um, uh, he helps Friday to hide from the bumbling thieves, um, and basically they, he decides, okay, let's go find this treasure, and that is that is basically the premise. And off you go to find the treasure of King mm. Noel, and you head off to the first dungeon. Um, so yeah, there isn't really a deep story like yeah. there is in Zelda, but you know, that's the setup, and off you go. And you think, okay, yeah. I'm going to go hunt this treasure. Um, now. I think it's it's a really good looking game for the Mega Drive. Yes, it, kind of, it captures that. It captures that look. It's clearly going for a Zelda esque mm. look. The world again when we compare the color palette of the SNES to the Mega Drive. Mm. Mega Drive is a bit more limited. Yeah. So it's not as colorful. No. But I think it looks really good. That isometric mm. view, um, while it has its downfalls, which we'll come to. Mm. I think it's really good. I think the sprite looks good. Yep. The way he moves yeah. looks good. Yep. Um, the fighting looks good. The sprites are a nice size. Mm. Um, I think it's a really attractive game. Yes. Um, and I would say, and again, maybe slightly biased, Mega Drive bias here, it compares favourably with any of those kind of SNES RPGs of the time. Ooh. I'm not saying better than, but I think it compares nicely. I don't think you yeah. look at two and go, oh, that looks way worse, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I say Adrian's kind of biting his tongue a little bit no, we, haven't, we haven't really persevered with it like you have yeah. I think no well you know I'm not, to be fair I'm not I'm not singing its praises from the rooftop at the moment I'm just you know I'm giving you a kind of a, but I think I, a, would you agree that it, it's a good looking well, game yeah it's, it is actually it's a good looking um, game isn't it I quite like the intro because it gives a good demonstration of all of the mechanics of the game yeah whereas yeah. a lot of a lot not many, many games, games even bother doing that so yeah you don't really have an idea you know until you get into it what to yeah. expect you know like you know I played it for the first time the other day mm. 
and I knew what to expect from just that yeah. intro sequence. Yeah. So, oh, you trigger that. Okay, boulder. Okay. Um, you go it there. does give you an you idea of like some that. of the pressure sensitive yeah. like, mm. buttons and how certain yeah, like, how jumpy were. platform bits work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's good for that. And I think the presentation is pretty decent. And yeah, graphically, it looks great. It didn't. It didn't annoy me when I was playing it, but I always when I was playing it, it was just like, this is just not Zelda. Oh yeah, but man, you've got to oh, sometimes let go of that and just yeah. not all games can be Zelda. No, do you feel have, uh, you must have played like other RPGs though? Yeah, and, um, you know, and other RPGs uh, that caught my attention, I think. I think it's like Golden Sun. I don't know if you guys have heard about no, this. No, yeah. not played that. It was on the um, Game Boy Advance, and I really got into it actually. Uh, I'm not huge on RPGs, but Zelda is no. up there. And Zelda itself is an RPG, but it's very action based as well. It's kind of mm. puzzles as well. It's hard to explain. It's, mm. it's it's a really interesting game, Zelda. And I just I just thought Landstalker, even though it looked good, it wasn't. And even though I quite enjoyed playing it, it was just something niggling going. Ugh. It's not quite hitting the spot. And maybe it's because I've got my Zelda glasses on still. Maybe. And I probably am. It's a bit like Keith being maybe a little bit biased with Sega, mm. you know. And I'm probably very, very protective about Zelda. Mm. And they're just No one's here to criticise Zelda. This is a happy place. No. There's a friendly atmosphere. And, and again, I don't want to turn into a Zelda <laughs> hate hate thing. But I actually quite like the isometric look when I was looking at it. The look is but, good. But yeah. when I was playing it, I found because I had to use my you're always going up or always in diagonals, aren't you? I found you've, that you've just touched on something I was about to mention. You cannot guide him ah. anywhere. Without, you're literally holding the diagonals the whole time. Um, and I, I, I've heard that the best way to play Landstalk is with a joystick because it feels more natural. Whereas on a like a Mega Drive D pad, it's a pain. You're it's a real pain. diagonal. diagonal. Oh. And when you're talking about a game that has such precise platforming sections, oh God, it's you're talking pain. about a it's recipe so for disaster. Zelda doesn't have that problem. It doesn't. It, it's doesn't. a top-down kind it's of... It's all flat. But it's, it's all flat. It's kind of top-down no... 3D, but more top-down view on the SNES at least. Yeah, I mean, Link to the Past doesn't have platforming. Though, does it? No, it doesn't. So in a way, you could say this is maybe a bit ambitious. Which I actually um, like. I like games to be ambitious. Why not? Yeah, we like Why ambitious. Not? Try something a bit different. This is more of a platformer. There's probably more com. Is there more com? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Even equal, I'd say. The okay, way I, the way I mean, I only played Landstalker so. for about forty-five minutes, but yeah. I think it's an equal kind of portion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was going to touch on that. There's two things there. There's the control because it's isometric, and although they sometimes look really nice on sort of the sixteen-bit consoles, yeah. isometric games control can be a pain oh. in the ass. The yeah, the, the whole diagonal thing, but worse is the platforming. Mm, and this goes back. There was games on the NES. Where and even with like spectrum games, where they're isometric view and you're trying to jump, is that platform below me or is it to the side? Yeah, you really have no way of knowing. And there's there's things they could have done. Um, You probably didn't notice because you weren't looking for it. But Nigel doesn't have a shadow, so when you jump, you've got no indication. Do you know what I mean? So you can't. You don't know. With some characters in games, you jump. They've got like a shadow underneath, so at least you can. He doesn't have that. They is could he, have easily. Is he a vampire? He might be a vampire, maybe. Oh, maybe nice. that would explain why he looks so young. Yeah, when he's yeah. eighty-eight years old. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. But yeah, that is a is a nightmare um, when it comes to the platforming sections and the, the little things like that. He could have done to improve it. Yeah. If he even if he had a bit of a shadow, it would give you a kind of a yeah, the shadow guys. Um, but they they missed it out, and uh, it is frustrating. And it's a game that some of the dungeons in it are really really long now mm. um, 
on the first playthrough of it, approximately, we look, it takes. It's quite a big game actually for a Mega Drive game. Again, it's about twenty hours. Um, That's a massive for a Mega Drive game. Um, on the first playthrough, I think you can do it quicker on mm. later playthroughs with different items and stuff like that. Um, but some of the dungeons are huge, and it has a battery backup. You can save your game. Good. But the only way you can do it is to visit a village and visit the church. Ice. And then you go over and you pick up the book mm. of records. Yeah. And Give him the book of Give records. Give me the book of and you plonk it down. Yeah. And he says, we will record your adventure and it will be remembered for all time. I like the thing with the book. It's yeah. quite funny. It, yeah, I saw um, that. Yeah, is it the Guinness Book of Records? Yeah. Um, and there, there's other books in the church as well. There's like a book of curses. If you've like, got like spells cast on you and spells, stuff, but Yeah, there's a book of like, potions if you've been poisoned. Well, I like that. It's quite cool. <laughs> yeah. I, if I was Nigel, I'd just live in that church. It sounds like the place to be. It's <laughs> nice, yeah. And you can stay in hotels. And it, it's got those typical elements. You traverse through the woods, and you go to the dungeon, and you go to the village, and you can buy items, um, and it's you know it's got all your traditional kind of Zelda esque elements. Um, you collect something, the life force thing in Landstalker is called Ik Ik. Did you see? I, I, I don't know how you pronounce Ik Ik or Ek Ek Ek. It's E K E E K E. That's like the herb or berries or whatever it is. Ek Ek man. Ek 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 um, so that's what it called and that's, that restores your hearts but the way that you can carry up to nine of those um, and if you die Friday revives you with it so it's quite handy mm. if you like get further into the game can mm. you get more hearts is that, is that yeah I don't know if you might have seen in one of the shops early on you haven't got enough gold to buy it right. but there's like a giant gold heart that you can pick up and take Extra to the heart, counter <laughs> and you can use that to increase the number of hearts um, yeah you can and that's how that works um, I mean I personally think it's sort of an overlooked game not a lot of people have heard of it yeah. um, I remember reading about it obviously yeah. in Sega Power and stuff and it looked awesome it, and people did wax lyrical about it it does it's funny actually I have um, a very strong memory of this I think when I played it back then it, we, I rented it like we all did a lot of them you know we probably oh, yeah. only had a fairly small collection of Mega Drive games but we've played far more from renting them yeah um, my dad literally took over my bedroom <laughs> I would have been where were we yeah, Nin- 93 yeah. 93 so we were like 11 <coughs> or something and uh, yeah the Mega Drive was hooked up in my bedroom and we rented it and yeah. he got hooked on it and that was it I remember, I remember literally remember my dad laying on my bed playing uh-huh. Landstalker I was like what, what's going on? What am I going to do? He's literally stole your land, isn't he? He has just stolen my land. <laughs> um, so yeah, he he got quite heavily into it. Um, but yeah, I, I just it was kind of for Mega Drive owners mm. a chance to experience that kind of game because, yeah. like I said, there were other RPGs. I think there now wasn't we've been anything. Now we've been spoiled with the other RPGs that have kind of come. We out. have since we've left yeah. it. To, I it's think, been left in the yeah, past. That's why yeah. I think I'm being a bit unfair of it because I've just played it very very recently. If me and Adrian had experienced it when it came out, I think we'd have much more favourable opinions. It yeah. might be one of those, yeah. Like I really enjoyed it back then, um, and I still think it's quite fun now. But like you guys, I'm having a nightmare with the controls and <laughs> the whole isometric. I'm not the best at platforms and platforming no, games anyway. Down. And when it's at an isometric angle, Landstalker is super annoying when you fall down though, because you fall down to a different bit of a level that has nothing that is, really to do. With yeah, this. yeah. And the, the other problem is something we've touched on before. Is respawning em- 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 enemies. Respawning enemies. You go through a door and then you go, ah, oh, no, I've come through the wrong door. I need to go back. You go back. And quite often Ugh. the gates on all the doors will slam shut and you have to kill every enemy in the room before Ugh. you can progress. And that happens over Curses and over Curses you, again. Nigel. 
I know, yeah. Curses, Nigel. So I'm not a fan of the respawning enemies, and that is an absolute pain in the ass, especially when that happens. If you're something happens, like last night I was playing it, I got stuck on a. You go through a door, and there's a huge cannonball thing that comes rolling down. Oh, now, yes. you can get out of the way, but if this is the first time you played it and you didn't know it was coming, it will oh, hit no, you. I just fell down the hole, I remember that. No, it hits you, yeah. you die, Friday revives you, and the ball, the, the ball is stuck there, and you stand up, and it knocks you straight off the platform. You fall down a level, and it's like, ah, I just spent the last hour going through this dungeon to try and get up, and that's it. It's like, right, I'm done. Done. I'm stopping now. Bad enough. Yeah. Um, so things like that can be a bit frustrating, but I feel, I feel like we're being a bit, a bit down on it. No. Oh, yeah. um, so I have to stick up for a bit. I think oh. it's 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 a good looking. Before we get onto like ratings and stuff, there was a couple of little bits I wanted to mention. Um, we all know back then, uh, especially in America and in Europe, they went crazy for censoring stuff that would have been okay in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Kayla, one of the uh, thieves, she's a woman attractive looking pixie woman I guess mm-hmm. if you like the kind of thing and there is a scene where um, Nigel please pardon my um, use of language here Nigel comes across her in the bath and um, she asks him to join her oh cool and Randy. yeah and that scene isn't in the EU or the North American version. Oh, but I guess it's in the Japanese It's in the Japanese version. version. Oh. I mean, she's in the bath covered in bubbles. You can see her head. Yeah. Um, and it's quite, it's quite, it's quite a com- there's quite a lot of humour in it. It's quite a comedic scene. Yeah. Um, she asks you to join you if, if you say, well, you, no, you're like my enemy. So no, and off you go and whatever. Um, if you say yes, Friday knocks you out and you wake up in another room. Oh. And she has, and she has a go at him. She's like, what were you doing? You thought, no, no, no. It's in the bath. So that's, yeah. that's dirty. <laughs> that's the extent of it. So it's not like a filthy scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the power versions, the the entrance to the room you would go in to see her, yeah. there's like a maid blocking the door oh, and so you just can't, can't access it. it. And it's just, you know, one of those silly things that um, they used to cut out back in those days. Yeah. I mean, just... So you pick up more weapons and power-ups? And you can improve, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've got a chance to look at a lot of his inventories, but he's got his boots, his armour, right, um, right. his sword. You can, yeah, you can level them up. You can get stronger armour, uh, boots that give him better jumping power and make him faster, and a more powerful sword. But there's not a lot of that. Mm. Um, it doesn't go to... The, the thing about Landstalker is, it is an RPG, but it doesn't go too heavily into the RPG mm. elements. yeah. It's got those elements, but it doesn't. It's go. more platform. It's more Definitely. platform action, jumping, press the switch again. Like we even puzzles, talked about yeah. the puzzles, but you put a block on the switch mm. and it opens the door. And you I have like this thing. Yeah, you move a crate to a wall so you can walk, climb, so you up can jump up. Jump up and, yeah, that and kind it, of stuff. It's good. I like those elements of it. Yeah, it's just the things like falling down. The con- I think I think the controls um, and the viewpoint let it down a bit. Yeah. Um, I can see Adrian's, Adrian's looking at it from a point of view as it's not a patch on Zelda. And that, that is an f- yeah. absolute fair opinion. Um, but I, I, don't, I, I don't think that should take away from it as a game. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, before I get on to ratings, there was a sequel oh. um, on the SNES, no less, which I'd never heard of. Um, sounds a bit ominous, but it's called Lady Stalker. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like some kind of... Stalking that sounds like a different, yeah. yeah. Is that a Legacy Larry game? <laughs> <laughs> Lady Stalker. That sounds like Night um, Trap. And that came out on the SNES in 95. And there's another game, which I've actually got on the Saturn, which is very good. Um, it's called Dark Saviour. Now, it was, that, it was made by Climax, um, it, but it's not officially a sequel. It's not part of the same 
sort of world if you like but it if you look if you see it it's a isometric <laughs> platforming action rpg and the main character i can't remember his name but he bears an awful kind of resemblance to Nigel. good old nigel he's Bygel. not called Bygel. Bygel. <laughs> but that, that's a really cool game i mean i might touch on it again in future but the opening of that game um you're on a, like a uh, prison ship and in the first you've got five minutes to try and catch this uh, monster and there's like four the, the game can play out in four different completely different ways oh. based on how quickly you get to the captain's cabin to fight oh. him really cool but I mean I'll maybe touch on that in the future yeah. but that yeah that was done by Climax and that's kind of people see it as like a spiritual sequel nice. Oh, nice. so that's one to check out if you like this game I would oh. say if you like this try this <laughs> try Dark Saber on Saturday if you like Zelda try other Zelda games so yeah so we, we do some scores let's run down let's the scores let's do some wow. scores yeah. um, graphics now for me, it, did, good. it does look good. I yeah, say. It it's a good-looking good. game, isn't it? Especially for the Mega Drive. Mm. I mean, not that Mega Drive games couldn't look good, mm. but it's one of the best-looking games of its kind. Mm. Mega Drive. So for me, it's a strong four. Yeah. Um, I think it really looks good. Just the world looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, it might not compare as well as like a SNES RPG mm -hmm. in terms of the colours, but I think it looks great, especially for the Mega Drive. Um, so it's a four. I think four. Yes, nice. more than better. Right, looks. Um, sound. We really touched on that. There's some weird noises that the enemies make when you kill them. They kind of sound like barnyard animals or something. I wasn't overly impressed with the sound. sound I say though, when, when I was brilliant. playing it, I didn't notice it, but my wife uh, Becca was in the background and she was like, "That sound was taken from Castle of Illusions. That sound, I think, has come from Sonic." She was pretty certain that a lot of these sounds had come from other Sega games. The, now, the jumping sound, yeah. which obviously happens every time you press the jump, mm -hmm. like the whoop, whoop. it does sound a lot like Sonic jumping. Yeah, it does. And you hear because it's a platform game, you hear it a lot. Yeah. Um, so that gets kind of great in the sound, the sort of noise of his sword. Yeah. The yeah, the weird animal noises that the enemies make when you kill them yeah. is quite jarring. Um, so that's original, but yeah, that's original. The recycling yeah. of 16-bit sound effects is not. It's nothing. It's nothing. Nothing new. No, no, definitely not. But that. It's <laughs> definitely, definitely Sonic. Um, yeah. So sound effects not great. There's obviously no speech. Um, I quite like some oh, of the music. Um, yeah, Fridays when she's talking. Oh, really yeah, the noise. Clean yeah. noise. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, shut up. Yeah. No, I'll agree with that. I'm not a fan of a lot of the sound effects. I quite like some of the music though. Yeah. I think some of the dungeon music was quite. Nigel talks like, woo -woo 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 -woo. and then like, and yeah. like Friday talks like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the clangers or something. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> Yeah, our next podcast, we're going to do our, in the whole aren't we? Our voices. <laughs> 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 um, so, sound, uh, I'm going to say two and a half because I actually really like some of the music, so we'll call yeah, it a, yeah. a halfway level. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, what have we got? Game gameplay. Gameplay. Um, it could have been so much Average. more. Yeah. yeah, it could have been so much more. The action, like we're saying about the respawning enemies, yeah. the combat in this is. You just hammer the attack you just button. smash it, yeah. And like, because, I mean, this was the thing, I, fa I found the combat a bit easier than Zelda, but that's because Link hasn't got a long reach, especially early on. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you, it's, you know, it makes the combat quite hard. But in this, if you find a good position and just hammer the button, he's got quite a wide arc with right, his yeah. sword. Yeah. Um, and it's just a case of waiting. It's like a waiting game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just it's, it's kind of a disappointment. Now, looking back, it could have been more. I, I do enjoy it, but... The control issue, the viewpoint issue, mm. 
does it does take away problematic. I want I want to give it's funny I want to give it a higher score, but yeah. I've got to be fair. Yeah, I've got to be fair. So again, I'd probably say two and a half again. Yeah, yeah. halfway. I'd say yeah. It's not enough three. to make it like yeah. It's not like oh this is awful, but it's when a game becomes frustrating quickly. You know. There's too many reasons you want to smack your head on Yeah, the and as well as the <laughs> controls like we touched on, the size of the dungeons. Now that's a good thing in itself. Mm. Big dungeons are like a staple of a good RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the the fact that you've saved your game two hours ago yep. in the church and you're on down to your last piece yep. of... What did you say? And yeah, that that can be a bit of a nightmare. So... What we do? We do. Oh, did we, we give game? Play, game did, we, did we give game player yeah, score? Yeah, we get two point five. We get two point five. Okay. Next one's the difficulty curve. Ooh. Well, I think it's steep. It is steep. It is steep. Do you know what? Because this dungeon we're talking about, I'm stuck on. It's like the first dungeon. <laughs> I mean, I know I suck, but <laughs> it's. Steep, I keep man. getting further and further, and then something yeah. will happen, and it's like, and now no. I have to go back to that. I think they really, I think they really messed up the the, the difficulty. The curve. problem is the difficulty stems from. The controls. the controls it's yeah. just like a fundamental flaw yeah. um, it's such a shame it's such a shame so yeah the difficulty curve would probably say two yeah two oh man five. I was not expecting to have to give it such low yeah, scores but on reflection when you sit down and talk about it yeah it, it can be you know enough to kind of spoil it I've got it here I've even written down I've got like plus graphics um, great Mega Drive RPG minus isometric view controls <laughs> uh, uh, stuff uh. that you actually need to play stuff the game stuff that you need to play the game the oh, tangibles um, difficulty longevity. longevity well I mean if you get into it and you enjoy the game we're talking about um, 20 hours 20 man. hours of gameplay here it's pretty damn good um, <laughs> I think you'd, re- you'd really have to I don't know it's probably one of those that you had to get into first mm. time around because the, the story isn't going to keep you coming back no. it's not as older it's not a final fantasy no. it's not got that depth um, so I think it it tried hard and I, I, I respect it actually when I was playing it I thought mm. I don't hate this game I, I want to like this game I want I, 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 and I might go back to it I yeah. might give it a chance I, I'm not going to just say don't like no. it there was something about it I quite liked there's not, a lot of work, you can see there's a lot of work being done in the game yeah there's just, yeah. There's just Small fundamental thing. So there was one bit. Just... I, dropped, I got past the hard platform. Yep. And then I just somehow sort of jumped backwards by mistake because I was almost too excited. Oh, I've done really well. Yeah. And my controls went. It wasn't constant. And I, it was the diagonals, and it was such a shame. Yeah. It's a little thing, but it made me a bit annoyed. If you, I think if you're gonna have a game with an isometric viewpoint mm. and so much platforming. Mm. The controls have got to be bang on. Yeah. I mean, like any even just a two D platformer, if the controls are messed up. Mm. It's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, agreed. So, it's, it's although it seems like little things in, in and I thought, ah, oh, these are only little things, and it's a really, <laughs> it's a really, I've even I've, it's written up. it down like several times, like it's it's a really good game. But when you take it down to like the fundamentals, it's enough to sort of spoil the experience. And it's Overall, like, um, so did I score the longevity? Oh no, actually, do your longevity score. Oh, so I'm gonna, three. Yeah. Three. three. I mean, two, three. yeah. Three. You have to. It's it's one of those, isn't it? You're going to have to get past those fundamentals, and if you do, there's a big game there for you. Yeah. You know, so it's it's, it's going to depend on the, the individual player, <laughs> I guess. Get a joystick. Get and get <laughs> a joystick. I'm going to try. I am going to try it with a joystick yeah. somehow. I'll find a copy for the Mega Drive, and I'll get an arcade stick, and we'll yeah. see what happens. Good thing. Um, and I'll report back <laughs> uh, and see if I can get past the first dungeon. And um, but yeah, overall, 
I can't, I'm gonna. I've got, I want to get because we've, we've we've hovered around like the th- apart from the graphics because mm. I do and I really do think it looks good. Um, we've hovered around the two and a half three. Mm, yeah. So I think overall, to be fair and to be realistic, I have to give it a three. Yeah. As an yeah. overall score, and then yeah. just to and to sort of end with this, just to say, I think you have to try it. I think people should mm. try it and judge for themselves. I know yes. the purpose of a review is kind of there to tell you whether you should or shouldn't <laughs> play it, but I think it's going to come down to the individual. Yeah. Um, I think there is still a really good, really long, um, good-looking, mm-hmm. potentially fun game to be played. Yeah. If you can get past the control scheme, and if yeah. you know, some people might well, love isometric platform games. Yeah. Oh, some people might just really be really good at those control schemes yeah. it might just be yep, yeah. easy bish bash boss yeah and it might you know if you play with a different controller maybe it will, it will mm. you know blow you away um, so I would say yeah. Qbert fans I, yeah <laughs> maybe if you Q-Bert like Qbert you're going to love this yeah um, <laughs> so I would say it's a three mm-hmm. but it's a solid three um, have a look at it and if you think it might you know look at it on YouTube you know look at mm. some gameplay if you think it might be for you try it out well, but don't dismiss it based on the negatives we'd love to hear some comments wouldn't we about what yeah. you because it's an interesting game this anyone one. who's played it um, either now or from, from way back then love it or hate it because I think it could it, split the fence it could be a Marmite a... game couldn't it <laughs> yeah. it could be it could be it really um, so yeah Landstalker um, an important Mega Drive title I think um, and one that everyone should kind of check out and uh Make their own minds up. So, as you may or may not know, the, the Amiga, the classic Amiga is probably one of my favourite sort of computers of, of my youth, and it, it brings back so many good memories for me. And one game that I kept coming back to, me, me and my two brothers at the time, was uh, it's quite a little-known game, actually, Moonstone. Ooh, Moonstone. Moonstone. It's a game where it's kind of passed a lot of people by, but the people that have played it uh, I, I can't speak to everyone, but the, the people that have played I think mainly think it's a bit of a classic, uh, a game that's built up a bit of a cult following, and it's a game I would like to pay a bit of a homage to today, if you don't mind, sir. <laughs> <laughs> cult following, was that a pun? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 All right, so 
to give it its official title, it's actually called Moonstone A Hard Day's Night. But... Now, <laughs> well, the, the clever sort of pun there is night is spelled with a K. <laughs> so I think we can kindly get we can kind of guess what sort of game this is about yeah. already. It's a sort of medieval kind of setting, kind of fantasy setting. It's a game. I think on the face of it, if you just if you just seen the clips of it, you think, oh, it's a hack and slash. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. Well, what keeps watch the uh, little I'll game. Watch the bit of gameplay in the intro. Yeah. But I would it, say. That, that, that assumption, that, that way of thinking is probably wrong. Because I think there's lots of layers to this game. It's quite original, actually. Okay. Um, before I go right into the depth, let's, let's get a bit, bit, bit of background information. Developed and published by Mindscape, of all people. Released in 1991, only on the Amiga and the DOS. And it was made by two prominent people. Two, two, the whole game was really developed by two people. Todd Prescott and Rob Anderson. Now, let me try and set the scene. So, it's a, it's a single-player game, or it can be a two-, three-, and four-player game. Mm-hmm. Now, on the Amiga, that's quite rare, isn't it? Yeah. Now, unusually, though, it's going to be hard. I mean, how do I explain this, really? You can, even though it's a, up to a four-player game, you kind of take it in turns. Mm. And there are four nights to choose from. I saw that. I yep. see that, yeah. There's four nights. Do you remember the colours in the nights, by any chance? The blue one. Red, the blue one. Red one. Red one. There is not a red one. No. Oh, there is. Sorry, I take it back. There is a red one. Sorry. Thank you. There's a green one. <laughs> There's a green one. And what's the last colour? Yellow. Nope. Get the other one. Black. Nope. Oh, I forget that one. Orange. Oh, and orange. if I had to give names, if oh, I put the names to the, the colours, the blue knight is called Sir Godber. <laughs> Sir Godber. The orange knight is Sir Richard. The green knight is Sir Geoffrey, and the red knight is Sir Edward. So if it's a one-player game, you choose your you choose your knight. If it's a two-player game, you know you choose your knights, and it's a kind of turn-based game at the start. You kind of you take it in turns. You're in four corners of this map, mm-hmm. and there's a little bit like a typical sort of RPG. You walk towards a goal. You walk to areas. Uh, it's quite simple, isn't it? That map. It's, it's quite, a simple map. It's kind of, this sort of It looks quite odd. Like again, like I had a little bit of a play on it back in the day. Good. Um, and then with but the the map thing never really stood out. But I guess it it's functional as I'm sure that you'll go into. Well, I, th- I think it works yeah. really well because uh, there's four different areas in the map. It's kind of the grassland, sort of sandy land, sort of water, sort of boggy land as well, sort of rock, rock rocky area. And you walk around. Well, let's go into the story a bit actually because I think and this is this is a bold claim, but I think actually Moonstone has one of the best intros. For, for any game oh yeah great intro it's amazing Have you, did you get a chance to watch it I did I watched it it was good I, and I really liked the, um, you, again you probably mentioned it but I really liked the music the music Brilliant. was really fitting as well really quite incredible music really quite intense sort of medieval mm. fantasy it's really nicely animated as what well. happens well, yeah, talk true. well that's true we should Stonehenge talk about features in it doesn't it or at least a, you start from the sky and it zooms down past the big trees and then you see some druids walking past and they're, they're walking I think it is Stonehenge actually mm, mm-hmm. if I'm wrong I'm wrong but I think it's definitely a place like Stonehenge and there's obviously druids there there's a, um, it seems like you're going to carry some weird sort of sacrifice or anything something mm-hmm. big is about to happen and they call you over as a knight so you see your knight walking in big drums doo, 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 in the background and you are set a mission you are set a mission basically to, uh, to find and discover the moonstone and to get the moonstone you have to find the four keys. Once you get the four keys, you can access and you can defeat or try and fight the, the big boss in the end and get the Moonstone. We'll, we'll come nice. to that a bit later. Um, it is a very unusual game 
because it's got elements of hack and slash, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit like um, a little bit like kind of Streets of Rage but with swords, kind of a bit more like Knights of the Round. If you, if yeah, you know or Golden Axe. Or, Golden yeah. Axe kind of style is probably a better thing. Um, but it's also turn-based as well. So you sort of taking yep. turns, walking around the map. Uh, there's also bits of, uh, you, you can pick up weapons and improve your skills. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to explore different parts of the map, like I said. And it's when, when you get into the fighting scenes, it's, a, it's just a single screen. So it's a single yeah, screen. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. Depending on what part of the map you are, will, will determine what sort of enemies you get. They're the sort of different fancy enemies, and it's it's quite a, a well, it's quite a well uh, sort of played game in, in a sense. It's it's good action, good sort of different moves with these swords and so forth. I I just really enjoyed it. And one thing I haven't mentioned yet: ridiculously gore, uh, gory game. One of the most yeah. glorious yeah, games ever. There was a lot of blood spilled. Anyway. Yeah, I don't remember many gory games on the Amiga, but that one was pretty like it, pretty intense, isn't it? It's um, there is an option to turn it off, of course. There is, there? there is an option to turn it off. But and actually, this this gore was kind of the thing that, that sort of drew people to it initially. Like, oh, look how gory this game is! Mm -hmm. But in a weird way, it's a bit of a double-edged sword there. A little, little bit of a pun. Yeah, uh, it, <laughs> it almost resulted in the game not really meeting its full potential or or mm -hmm. reaching. Mm -hmm future ports and other consoles which I'll talk about later mm. um, so in a way that gore factor was a big deal for a lot of people mm. but again it kind of stopped it from really evolving I think mm. um, yeah like I said it's an RPG elements you have to collect weapons uh, treasures experience and if, if you come across another knight so if it's a two or three four player game you can fight each other so two on two so you get that yes to fight each other mm. uh, so one knight versus knight I should say and you can kill each other uh, still, your, yeah, your, you can take like the other guy completely out of the game. Can't you, you could, you, you, you can just, like, behead them and then like kind of sort it up over him and go, okay. <laughs> it, it's kind of like Mortal Kombat, the finishing moves, isn't it? It's, it's very bit. gory finishing moves, heads being chopped off. And even though it sounds like a really sort of dark game, I do think some of the sort of goriness is a, it's kind of sort of Monty Pythonish. It's got that kind of very dark humour. Would you would you agree? Ish. I, I don't think Monty Python had that much blood in it before. That's pretty true. It would have been out around. Probably around the time the Mortal Kombat was in the arcades, wasn't it? I was going to say, did you say 91 or 92? 91. Yeah, 91. Mortal Kombat was 92, I think. MK right. made it to console 93, didn't it? Or 92, 93? 92 or 93. I think yeah. it's so, yeah, the whole thing about the blood and that, it was still very controversial, wasn't it, at the time? It, 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 well, I'm going to come to that. I'm going to come to that. I just remember playing the game as a kid and it was something quite magical about it, that kind of fancy element. You could go to the tavern and sort of do some gambling. You could mm -hmm. Oh, I did see a bit of that, yeah. 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 You could do. It's, it, I just think it's a game that mixes lots of different elements together, mm -hmm. which I think potentially is an ingredient that wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. you know, all these different elements of a game, little bits here and there, and you think, well, that can't really work very well, but it, it just kind of added to it. Something a bit different. And it kept me coming back to the game often because it was hard. Mm -hmm. a very, very tough game. And I'll tell you that the, the scariest bit for me. You're doing really well, you've got maybe two of the four keys and you're doing really well, you've got strong power. All of a sudden, on the map, the dragon swoops by. Oh no, the dragon <laughs> you, thing. Now, oh my God. If you fight the dragon, you've got to be ready. You're dead, man. Well, it's, even if you're full power with, with, the, with the best weapons, that dragon is one, one tough dude to kill, I tell you. <laughs> Mofo. I tell, tell, it's really quite, quite a difficult challenge. But you have to kill that dragon, I think, to proceed. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, get the four keys, you can finally get to the, the sort of middle guardian, which is sort of like a sort of ghostly queen sort of character. I I loved it. You know, it it, it was a. I was watching um, Slopes Games with him the other day. He, oh yeah, yeah. We, we, we're fans yeah. of, aren't we? DJ Slope. Yeah. yeah. 
and he does a complete history of a lot of games. And yeah. I was watching the uh, the Splatterhouse complete history. Yeah, yeah. And he he's, he he made a good point on that video, and he said, uh, "Gore. Sometimes games were made around a sort of time or a little bit later. Gore before gameplay." And that got me thinking. I think that's a fair point. There's a lot of games, probably slightly, slightly after Moonstone, to be fair, but were very sort of gore-heavy. Yeah. You know, blood, blood, blood. Then we'll worry about the gameplay. But I thought to myself, I was thinking, is there any games? And he, he made the point that Splatterhouse was a game that was, a, was different to that and it really worked in the gameplay. I think Moonstone's the same. Mm. I think the gore, even though it's, it, it, it's in your face and, uh, you know, I was a 10-year-old at the time. Yeah. For me, you know, you know, I was you know, quite nine-year-old. Well it was violent Probably was a bit violent for me, really, yeah. if I'm being honest. But I kind of looked past that towards the end. It was like, oh yeah, just a bit of gore. And it was just, the, the game I, I often would come back to a lot. Okay, something quite magical about it. Now, the reason why the reason why it didn't really do so well is it, it was only released in Europe, I believe, mm-hmm. on the Amiga uh, and the DOS, like I said. And apparently, it was scheduled for a Mega Drive and SNES release. Would have oh, been really? amazing yeah. on the Mega Drive. I think the Mega Drive would have been the best that. console, wouldn't it? For yeah, actually? yeah, yeah. It would have been like um, I forget that Mega Drive game. Where you're like that kind of sorcerer person, it's quite gory. The Immortal. The Immortal. Yeah, it's like an ah. isometric dungeon game. You play yeah, as a yeah, interesting. Yeah, I've played that. It's those kind of like exploding heads and yeah, that's yeah. Why? Why do you think it was cancelled then? Why, why do you think it was never released on these consoles? There's a couple of reasons. I don't actually. believe it can have just been the gore then. Well, Not. I think. It would, the, the gore might have stopped, like I said earlier, mm. like, like Nintendo. Nintendo yeah, but not, correct. Like, like you know, either. it's nice to have the option to turn off the gore, but then why would you have a version that's just not the gore? And, mm. I think the gore's kind of part of the the violence behind it. I, I agree. Um, there's, not, I can't see, I can't think of any reason why it wouldn't have gone on Mega Drive. No. I think it would have been amazing on the Mega Drive. I think it would have worked. I don't know whether they would have had to use a big cart for it. Yeah, but, yeah. But like like a twenty four meg one or something, but yeah. it would have still worked. Yeah. So go on. Tell us. The main the main reasons, yeah, it was the gore. Oh, okay. And I think if it was going to be released in the Mega Drive and the SNES, they obviously wanted it released in America. Oh. And at the time, America was uh, kind of controlled. If you wanted to sell a game in America, it had to get to Toys R Us. Yeah. So Toys R Us, no, no Toys R Us said, yeah. no uh, we're not going to stop that game there. No chance. So as soon as Toys R Us said no, well, that, that, but then apparently they looked at the rest of Europe, but Germany said no as well. Oh. They're very strict still in Germany, though, on what very, very you can and can't oh. see, especially kids. Come on, guys. Seriously. Yeah. I think that's just... Thinking of you know the gaming scene in North America back then though, it doesn't strike me as a game that really would have appealed. No, it doesn't really done amazing in the, you know, in the American market. Yeah, we would have loved. I think you know Mega Drive. British oh yeah, would have loved in it. Europe and possibly Japan. How much money well, you going to make just out of us lot? You know, not not loads. But saying that, you know, it, it, I, I still think the people that played it back in the day have got a big affinity for the game. Mm. Okay? It's a game that caught people's attention. Yeah, so yeah. We, we, we had a chat with a super fan, didn't we? Well, actually, I'm quite proud to say that we uh, we got to talk to Rob Taylor. Arg- well, not arguably, I think it's pretty much clear. He's the biggest Moonstone fan on the planet. <laughs> Check the site, guys. Um, the yeah. it's, a, it's a good little interview, and actually, he's... I mean, this is dedication, right? He's made his own website dedicated to Moonstone. You know, let's, let's be honest, that is huge, and it's called The Moonstone Tavern. So I think it's www.moonstonetavern.co.uk. Um, really really good site and he, he, he speaks about it in a lot more depth a lot more sort of honour than I can give it really but please please give it a chance um, and actually a couple of little drawbacks of the game buggy a very buggy game oh is it yeah it was a lot of Amiga games were buggy though. they were so halfway through the game maybe let's say halfway through the game you're doing really really well it would just just 
to stop working. No. Yeah. You have to start from the oh, beginning. Man. And actually, oh. probably another Ouch. kind of link to that, and it's a slightly, slightly separate point, you can't save the game. Oh, no. You're kidding me. I can't, I can't stand that. Not on games oh. like that. <laughs> you can't save it, so you have to do it in one big, one big sitting. Wow. And, and how long it. would that take? couple of hours get probably it. yeah a good few hours to get it through properly so they're, they're two big drawbacks of it you know and it's, it's a tough game as well uh, but it's, it's a game that always brings me back actually you know and like I said a huge cult following and actually one of the most collectible games on the Amiga oh is it uh, yeah and Amiga games aren't worth that much are they really no they're worth pennies but they're falling apart Moonstone's the exception my friend it is oh. worth quite a lot if you can get a boxed version of the game you know obviously not nice. copied you know you, can, you, got a, you got a pretty penny there you know, um, now there were rumours, and there, there still is rumours actually that a sequel could be on the cards. Get it done, um, kickstart it, do it. I know. Uh, well, do it. You say kickstarter. There was a kickstarter campaign rumoured to. I think it actually happened for a little bit. And it's kind of cancelled. Oh. So that if it does come back, uh, I think the, the, the gamers have promised the people that developed it. If it does come back, it will keep it sort of retro feel, kind of the two D mm. sort of retro feel. We'll give you some money. Just I would. It. I would definitely fund that kickstarter. <laughs> you know. It's hard to play right now, isn't it? It's a hard game to play. Um, like I said, it's only well, really. What's up with those rat things? The rat you remember the rat enemies and like the monsters in it are crazy. Like, well, who would walk through these forests? <laughs> Four <laughs> brave know? knights. Brave scary, knights. Man. Yeah. Those forests. Those monsters are scary. It just like gives another like kids just wouldn't. No, what Toys R Us would have just. Like, well, play, play. What was what was quite clever about it? I think every monster, every sort of demon that would attack you had its own kind of sort of death scene and uh, mm. like I said about Mortal Kombat and some of them were quite gruesome yeah. like there's some huge oh, sort of beasts I don't know sort of bear sort of creatures that bite your head off and, yeah you know, it, it's good I think one one downside I would say is that they like one one type of creature always dies in the same way like, True. like when you're kind of racking them up on the screen like the rat guys yeah they're pretty much when you finish them off they all have they all die the same way and then sometimes you get them like kind of like they're on the floor and they're going uh, uh, and they're kind of bleeding out <laughs> which is a bit sick but otherwise they just kind of it gets a little bit for me it gets a it little bit, bit same sometimes yeah I guess that's the point I suppose you could argue there's quite a lot of mixture of enemies in the game mm-hmm. but I do take your point once you know how to kill one type of enemy yeah and you okay. see him again of course with the thing where obviously you're halfway through the game it stops you got to start again you're oh, like oh, oh yeah. man them rat guys again are you serious so it's, that, yeah, so it's got that kind of grinding element where you have to go yeah. through yeah. the same small enemies to level up you but have they to. could have subverted that they could have put in a password system or something yeah that's crazy they didn't have a Amiga, password system Amiga was Amiga games are like renowned for having a safe facility mm. get another floppy disk save your game that's well, a massive what, downside a little, little tip as well because I like to give a few little tips <laughs> even though if you play a 2-3-4 player game uh, and you're kind of against each other. Me and my brothers had a little strategy. We played three player games. We'd have a night each. We wouldn't fight each other on purpose. We'd do no. our best to get yeah. all the collectibles. And then two of our knights would sacrifice ourselves towards the end, and yeah. one would grab, grab, oh, wow. grab all the keys. Yeah. Nice. Would you, would that make sense? Very so kind of, you, kind of you, team you can do a kind of a co op thing. So there's a, yeah, I don't think that's a fishy part of the sort of strategy. I don't think the programmers play. wanted you to co op it. <laughs> <laughs> but we did. And we did. I think we have completed the game before. I think we did get to the final. Nice. We got we got back to Stonehenge with the Moonstone. Nice. But it's a difficult game, and like I said before, getting past the bugs and the the, the, the potential of it closing down was quite a challenge in itself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I it, it's just a game that I know is hard to play these days. But if you can somehow get the opportunity to play it, I'd recommend it. 
do it. Yeah. We don't we don't yeah. like to endorse emulators, but no. you know, sometimes it's the only wrong. way. Yeah, you can experience. You, you're not gonna, yeah, you're not gonna see um, Moonstone banging around shops. So yeah, <laughs> I think for this one, download. You might one. have to travel to the moon and back to get that. Sort of yeah, sorry. Fantastic. Excellent. Well, enjoy. So this miserable weather of late uh, reminds me of a time when I got locked out of my house when I was eight years old. Oh, <laughs> not good. Poor yeah. eight-year-old. Um, so poor eight-year-old me was tipping it down with rain, realised that I didn't have my key, and, oh, man. and my parents were about two hours, and oh. maybe an hour, hour and a half away. So bad times. We did actually have book club that day. Do you guys ever do book club in your primary school? Book club. Uh, book club. Uh, Basically where you get a list of books one week, tick the one you want, give your teacher the money, oh, and yeah. then the week yeah, after yeah, yeah. you get the book. So I oh, picked yeah. up I picked up my book club uh, book. gets. <laughs> book club gets. Book club gets. And so I had to read in the rain uh, one of the first uh, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtle books. Yeah. Based on and, the, and the famous cartoons are based on them, I take it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Da da da. So, you know, it got me thinking about turtles, and and I have never ever played this game before. This game being Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES. Neither have I. I've played loads of other turtles games, but not mm-hmm. this one. Seminal, I think, is yeah. uh, the word that a lot of people would it's use. Classic, absolutely. So, yeah, so listeners, so for those of you who have played it or not played it, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is uh, it's pretty much the closest thing you'll get to being Leonardo, Michelangelo, <laughs> Donatello, and Raphael. Uh, it is actually developed by Konami, but mm-hmm. I don't, I need to look into this, but. Actually, on the title screen, they're down as Ultra Games. Have you ever heard of an Ultra, Ultra Games. Games title? No, I haven't. I'd never heard of an Ultra Games title, but no. yeah. So, TMNT. And it's like, oh, yeah, of course. I, <laughs> I, I, I would refer to it. I, I did a quick interview the other day with uh, Mike Hayes, who used Ooh, to work at Sega and Nintendo. And his first job at Nintendo mm. uh, was actually trying to get the NES a big, you know, the NES really popular. Yes, yes. And he, he actually said in his answer, I can't quite exactly but he said that the one way that the NES was so popular early on is because they bundled it with this game wow one of the bundled versions of the NES was with the Turtles, Turtles. and it really because Turtle Hype at the time was so big it I meant, remember yeah I yeah. remember the, the TV ads 
and like just showing bits of this game and there are a lot of bits to this game mm. so TMNT is a platformer but it's also like a racing shooter it's got racing shoot em up mm. levels mm. it's got swimming levels and it all comes together so I'll talk about, about that uh, what's the plot? You're a, you are Michelangelo or Raphael maybe but who's the bad guy? Oh, Shredder Shredder or Shredder <laughs> oh man Shredder Shredder right has apparently stolen a gun that can return Splinter back to his human self. <gasps> Would Splinter what, like that? What a cat. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and then, to top it off, Bebop and Rocksteady... Oh, those fools. ...have kidnapped April O'Neil. <gasps> Not April. Mofos. Seriously. <laughs> I'm getting well into it now. You I'm know, still a massive Turtle you know, fan. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters? No. No, <laughs> not them. <laughs> not them. The heroes in the half shell. You've got the Turtles, man. What? Get them Ninjas out of the or heroes in the half shell? Well, this is the thing because this is the uh, I picked up the NTSC version. Yeah, it's Ninja Turtles. I don't actually know whether they changed it to Hero for the PAL version. I, just, I someone don't have know. To tell I you think that. wasn't that just for the cartoon. The, I, I, I remember the big the fuss. Part. There was there was like the tabloid, the tabloid headlines: No Ninja, please, we're British. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. So ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, so the game uh, it has uh, it has a map. So you're one of the turtles. You can actually flick between the turtles. So oh, okay. you can go into the menu screen and you can switch them. They've got their well, own different... Literally during the level, you mm. can just pause yeah. it and... So oh, you, wow. you can use their different weapons. So uh, my favourite is Donatello because I don't know what the stick thing is called, but it's amazing. This is Bow Staff. Bow Staff, <laughs> thank you. Bow Staff. If you need help with any turtles... Oh man! And stuff. So you really Come both me, selected Donatello. Oh, no style. No, Rewind. Oh, <laughs> scratch it. Scratch. But yeah, so you so you do you're on a map and you go into the levels. So you kind of follow it. There's a little bit of flexibility with how you do it, but generally you have to follow follow the plot. And so you go into the levels. So it goes from a, a top down map roaming section mm. uh, to later to later you go into the tur- is it the turtle mobile? So they were driving. Uh, what was it called? They, it used to be called the party wagon. Party wagon. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I've got turtle mobile from in my head, but yeah, well, it kind of makes sense. But yeah. yeah, so you get that later, and you can like drive that around and shoot stuff. But so you go from that to the platform sections, and then to there's a bit, there's a couple of bits where you go in the water and you've got to go around the water maze and like disarm charges and things that that don't blow a dam, and it's all very entertaining. And the best thing about the game is that it feels like you're in the cartoon. So the NES. What more could you want? The NES had a very. It didn't have a great color palette. No, it's quite limited. The way they've used it in the game is Mm. perfect. Mm. It's like they couldn't have done a better job. And the 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 cutscenes in between the the levels are really good. Like there's one quite soon on where you see a television and Shredder's on the telly, Mm. and it looks exactly like Shredder in the cartoon. Yeah, it's you know the graphics for NES are pretty amazing. And even even the so the the top maybe actually this the the map levels are quite simple they're only they're maybe only about three four colours and then you've got the turtle running around but the the platform levels are really good yeah um the the, the turtle sprite is big mm. the boss sprites are big there are some really annoying little sprites that kind of blur a lot so you get like weird flying spidery things yeah. and and other odd things down Oddities. in the sewers but it it looked really nice the game looked really good. And um, yeah, the presentation is slick. It's as as slick as slick as you get on a NES game, yeah. even with Zelda. So you Ooh. know, 
you you really feel like you're there. Um, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady are there, and they look pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Always um, cool, aren't they? And it's always good to take those guys down. Yeah, true. And you actually get April back. Spoiler alert! <laughs> you, get, you get her back fairly soon on, and then she kind of guides you around, uh, guides you around the game. So you've got in between the levels, she tells you what to do. So she tells you to head to the dam and obviously stop those charges. You just do it. April says it. Whatever she, do what she says, says, you go do it. You, you do, do it. it. You just to do it. I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> but you know, um, the, there's a couple of odd things with the gameplay. So actually, before I go into that, the, the music is good. The music is good. The although they're slightly repetitive, you get the same couple of tunes. So if you go into a platform section, it has a certain tune. You go back to the map section, it's the same tune, mm. and they they do get stuck in your head a little bit. Mm. But you forgive it for the rest of the game because the whole the whole, the whole way the game right, yeah. comes together. And but so yeah, so the couple of I hate. I don't know if you guys hate this, but I hate respawning enemies. Oh god, yeah. I, I, like, no, I love them. I like to think, <laughs> it's a pet hate of mine. Yeah. I like to think if I've killed an enemy, yeah, oh okay, I've got to go, Mr. Power, I've got to go back. I don't want to have to go plowing through. It's like, have you ever played Ninja Gaiden on the NES? Oh, ages ago. Jeez. Have you? Because you, you've got the NES Mini now. I've got it, yeah, I've played that, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a, that is a game where you literally cannot stand still because in, they, re- they respawn infinitely. So if you stand there, the enemy comes and you kill it. He will come back and he will come back and he will come back. So you literally cannot stop, or you will. That's it. It's game over. Oh, man. But they're like infinitely respawning. It's just oh, it's a hard enough game as it is. Yeah. But yeah, this is. Tells us this. So no, we, we don't like that. Yeah. So it has a similar kind of thing. And sometimes during the platform section, you get you get bong, you get a bit bogged down with all these flying enemies mm. coming towards you all the time. And if you're if if Donatello has died uh, with the others, it's a bit more difficult. So, especially with Raphael, mm. Raphael's got these two little... No reach. What are they called? Those? Psy. Psy. Oh, this is why you're here. <laughs> this is why you're here, Keith. Keith's a tale, Yeah. It's really hard. I find I find the game really difficult with him. And so you, you try and... You wanted a lot He's got no reach. That's, yeah. That's so small. It's like just having he's a got, He's got reach. a sharp tongue. And you, Ooh, do swap, <laughs> and you you swap the turtles around because you don't want them to die. So mm. one's about to die, you kind of uh, yeah. flip to another one. And it, it it's it's nice, but then you always kind of really hope you don't kill Donatello. Donnie's the man. I want to say that different turtles match different environments, but it's pretty much Donatello all the way at me. And the the roam around levels later on are okay. The um, the party wagon <laughs> shooting bits and running over are pretty good, but the collision deck um, the collision detection is a bit off. Okay. So sometimes you think you're going to nail on a bad guy and you end up dying so uh, the platform levels feel a little bit like a Castlevania ripoff. I'm really picking at it now I'm really <laughs> trying to find faults really picking at yeah. this game now comparing uh, someone to Castlevania is not necessarily a bad thing so no yeah. but it's like they thought oh well we're going to we'll have, just copy that yeah we're going to have side scrolling platform bits let's just rip off Castlevania because uh, people like that uh, but then you've got your bits of pizza Instead of your heart. Oh, of course. You know, <laughs> standard, you know, how in a Potatoes game. <laughs> you got to get a pizza the pizza action. Oh, pizza the action. I was going to say a slice of the action, but there you go. Uh, pizza the action. <laughs> but yeah, no, the Turtles actually get through a lot of work. I mean, you know, with all of these bad guys coming at them. Mm. The, I quite like the fact that during the platform sections, you get a, a, a mid-boss. Okay. You know, you know with, with most games, I think that the temptation is just to plow loads of 
average enemies until the end. And I like to call them mini boss. bosses. Mini bosses, yeah. So turtles have uh, they're quite easy. They're a lot easier actually than than the end level um, end bosses to defeat. But it's quite nice to, to have them to break mm. up. So it's you know I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna run through my my ratings for the game. He's gonna rate. He's gonna rate it graphics wise. Like I said, I've for not seen I've not seen much better on the NES. It's for me. It's solid four out of five. Nice. Ooh. Almost sort of could it not ordering. be. Possible four and a half out of five, but I want to play more NES games before I can. I might, I might revisit this, but mm. of the NES games that I've played, it's, it's, up, it's still up there. Yeah. It's definitely up there. Sound wise, I think yeah, the music's a little bit repetitive. What about the sound effects? The sound effects aren't bad. I haven't really touched yeah. on that, but they they do the job. Uh, standard NES platform yeah. sound effects, you know, the ones that sort of get reused. I mean, what year? What year are we talking? Eight. Seven eighty eight. God, yeah, no. So this I mean, one was released. Was it nineteen? What? It wasn't nineties, was it? Nineties, late eighties. If somebody, okay, one of you guys has to find that out before I finish this. <laughs> so, gameplay wise, again, mm. I think apart from the, the dodgy collision detection in the map levels, I think it all comes out really well. Nineteen eighty nine, I think. Okay. Yeah. So just on the cusp of of the nineties. There you go. And so yeah, gameplay wise. Respawning enemies and slightly dodgy um, mm, uh, kind of par for the course, though, for a lot of yeah, yeah. those NES platforms. It's a crazy fun game, so it's one player, not two, it's one player, yeah, that's a shame, but it's a really fun game. Mm. And it all like all these bits come together, and you really feel like you're in a cartoon. Solid four out of five, possibly four, 4.5 out of five wow. for gameplay. It's high praise. It's it high is praise. high praise. It's like it's it, it's up there with Mega Man. That, 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 that's how good Dude loves Mega Man. Now, <laughs> the difficulty curve is a bit steep. Is it? Okay. I died a lot when I first <laughs> when I first started playing it. The like I said, the the collision detection, uh, the respawning enemies. It takes a little while getting used to, it and you, your, your fingers do get a bit tired plowing through it all. But it's completely worth it because it's so nostalgic. I mean. Mm. You know, teenage mutant hero turtles <laughs> was a, was, a, was a big part of my childhood. Yeah, I was. For all and parts. I can't believe because I never had a NES when I, I was had a mm. Master System. Yeah. You know, so I never got to play this game, and now that I finally did. You know, it it, it kicked my ass when I when I first <laughs> played it. But you know that bit. There's there's this notorious bit in the dam level where you've got that these kind of like je- jellyfish coral things. If you touch them, they electrocute you. Ooh. And there's one bit of it where you swim and it's all like it's going right. It's it's almost impossible. Like you can't you can't get around it without getting at least a little bit of health off. If anyone has done that bit perfectly without losing no, any damage. health, we need to know. We need to know. So so you know. I'm sure someone us. must have. Somewhere. Yeah. So you, you were shell shocked. I was. Yeah. <laughs> um, so difficulty wise, I think I think it's a little bit steep. So I give about three out of five mm. for difficulty curve. Uh, longevity just because of the, no- the nostalgic yeah. element there isn't a great deal more op- like there's not many more options to this game there's not a lot that would increase its longevity but because it is just like being in the cartoon, yeah it's gonna it might call you back every now gets, and again yeah, it gets solid three yeah. and a half out of five for me we like that so overall I think it's a, a four, at least a four and a half well Almost a four and a half out of five. Four and a half shell, you could say. Four and a half shell, yeah. Okay, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast. As ever, please feel free to get in touch uh, with any comments that you want to make. 
particularly if you want to speak up in defence of Landstalker. Um, like I said, I really wasn't expecting to give it such a negative review. But yeah, please get in touch. Uh, we are on Twitter at Arcade Attack UK. Uh, I'm on there at Keith Barlow 82 and Adrian is at Arcade underscore Adriano. Uh, you can also contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. All of our previous podcasts are available to stream uh, via the website at arcadeattack.co.uk and they're also available to stream from SoundCloud. Uh, you can download them for free on Podbean, Stitcher or iTunes um, and you can also leave us a review and a rating on iTunes which would be much appreciated. So as ever, thank you for listening. Till next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.